Good evening. Let's get right to it. We're going to turn to Roman, Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through verse 21. It says there, Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, we live in a world that's very hostile, isn't it? You know, we've been in our country at war for over 20 years, at least until recently. But uh, that's not the, the warfare, that, the conflict that tears us up the most, is it? It's the, uh, the conflict that just goes on in our world between uh, worldviews, between ideas. It is a battle not fought on a physical battlefield, but it's fought in the minds and the hearts of people. You know, the weapons used in this war, unfortunately, are often uh, mean, spiteful, and hurtful words. You know, the weapons oftentimes are gossip and slander and malicious hate. In the midst of all of this world, though, you know, there's nothing new about that. That's the world in which Jesus lived. All that stuff going on, it's always been going on. In the midst of this world, how are Christians to live? You know, Christians are to be a peaceable people. It is God's will that we live in peace, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Uh, we're to pray for that so that we can live in that peaceful world. Christians are to live in peace with all men. Unfortunately, though, this is not always possible. You know, at verse 18, it says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you. It's not always possible to live peaceably, unfortunately. But what does it mean? You know, the word peace uh, comes from a Greek word, uh, which is defined as harmonious relationships between men, or the harmonized relationship between God and man. Another uh, definition says to make peace, to cultivate or keep peace, harmony, to be at peace, to live in peace. And so Paul in chapter 12 here at the end teaches us how to live in peace. We see the attitude, first of all, in verse 18 of the peaceable. As much as lieth in you, if it be possible. You know, there are situations in which, you know, we can't have any control. You can't control what others think, say, or do. You can't control if someone hates you without a cause. As uh, David speaks in Psalms 35, 19, about those that hated him without a cause. Peace with others is not always possible. And we should not sacrifice what is right or true in the name of peace. We shouldn't compromise doctrine to make peace. We shouldn't make an accommodation with evil in the name of peace. As Winston Churchill said about those that wanted to appease Adolf Hitler, he said, an appeaser is one who feeds a crocodile, hoping it will eat him last. And so, you know, we are to stand up for ourselves and stand up for the truth, uh, but we are not to get involved in, in personal fights. As much as life in you to the extent that you are able to live peaceably, do everything in your power to make peace. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. To be a child of God means you must be one who seeks to make peace. Even though it's not always possible, but as much as lieth in you, 
Do your parts is what he's saying here. In verse 19, we see the vengeance of the peaceable. He says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. You know, there's that old proverb that says, If uh, revenge you seek, first dig two graves. Because those who have that heart of revenge, they may kill their enemy, but they're going to destroy themselves in, in the meantime. And so verse 17 says to recompense no man evil for evil. Don't pay back evil with evil. Rather, he says, give place unto wrath. You know, it is give place, give God space. God will take his vengeance. God will take his wrath on those that have hatred in their hearts. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says, Be angry and sin not. Neither let the sin go down on your wrath, the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place unto the, to the devil. You know, uh, it says here, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 35. Don't act out of wrath to seek personal vengeance. God will take care of it in his time. And if you go down to chapter 13, verses 1 through 7, that's one way that God takes care of it in this world is through the use of civil governments. To punish the evildoer. Uh, but vengeance is mine. He says, I will repay, saith the Lord. Uh, the same word, repay, is the same word as give recompense. It means to give an equivalent to requites. We're not to recompense evil for evil. Uh, and so uh, we're not to do evil to those who have done evil to us. And then we look in verse 20, we see the actions of the peaceable. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. And so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Uh, you know, we're to, to seek what we can to, to, to do good unto those that hate us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, for, they may, for that they, ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. And we see that very clearly in Jesus' ministry. Uh, even while he's hanging upon the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so do good to those that hate you. Try to make peace. Uh, he says, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. You know, the Greek word here, heap coals, is the same word we get anthrax from. Used metaphorically means to cause keen anguish or make remorseful. Such kindness turned back on the wrongdoer may lead to his repentance. And so it may act upon their conscience. For it's not uh, doing it so that they will uh, feel that pain themselves. It's just when we do good and if they have an honest heart, they are going to feel that guilt. And maybe that guilt will turn them back around again. And then we see in verse 21, the intentions of the peaceable. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't let evil conquer you. When you seek your own personal revenge, when you seek to get back at those that hurt you, uh, you're being overcome of evil. When we recompense evil for evil, when we fight fire with fire. And so uh, we're then to overcome evil with good. 
You know, whenever you're confronted with an opponent, conquer him in love. It's easy enough to be friendly to one's friends, but to befriend the one who regards himself as your enemy is the quintessence of true religion. The other is mere business. And that's from uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhi. And so uh, overcome evil with good. You know, as Christians, we are to be peaceable. To be the child of God, one must be one who is a maker of peace. You know, Jesus, of course, is the Prince of Peace, made it possible for us to have peace with God and for us to come together and make peace with one another. And so uh, he's made it possible for us to be at peace with God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 uh, says, But now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain, one new man. And so you think about when we are in our sins, we are at enmity with God. And yet God, out of his love for us in the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He, is, he made that sacrifice to make it possible for us to be at peace with God. And when Jesus uh, it says in John 14 and verse 27, as he is telling his disciples that he is soon to go away, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, Jesus left us in peace. He died so that we could live in peace. And he's coming back one day. To bring us to where we can be with God for eternity. But the only way that we can be at peace with God, the only way that we can spend eternity in heaven with God and with His Son, Jesus Christ, is by first of all believing, of course, and in belief, repent of your sins. Do your best to live uh, peaceably with all men. Repent of your sins. Be baptized to wash away your sins, confessing your belief that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Today, if you're here and you've not done that, we urge you to put on Christ in baptism. Today, if you're here as one who has not been doing your part to live in peace with all men, we urge you to repent. Tonight, if you're here and we can help you in any way to respond to the invitation, let us know as we stand and as we sing.